if you're in a, in a leadership position in, in any organisation. And often we will all, all of us have, we have self-limiting beliefs of maybe something, you know, I don't know, it could be I'm not good, I don't feel good enough or, mm-hmm. but if, how, if you're not aware of it, that self-awareness, then that projects into how you might then support and lead your team. Welcome to Push To Be More with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. This is a show that talks about the stuff that makes life work. And to help us do just that, I am chatting with the beautiful, the talented uh, Erin Meads, uh, all the way from the other side of the planet. She is in sunny New Zealand right now. Uh, And we're gonna talk about what she does does to push through, uh, how she recharges the batteries, Uh, and where she sees growth and being more. Now, the show notes and transcript from our conversation uh, will be available on our website, pushtobemore.com. Also on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter and each week we will email you the links along with the notes from the show automatically direct to your inbox and it's totally free. So make sure you sign up for that. Now this episode is brought to you by the incredible Orion Media, which helps entrepreneurs and business leaders like you, like me, set up and run their own successful podcast. Aaron, you know what? I have found running my own podcast to be really, really rewarding. It opens doors to amazing people like nothing I have ever seen. I've built networks, made friends, and had a platform to champion my customers, my team, and my suppliers, and my friends, actually, which is always nice. Uh, I think just about any entrepreneur and business leader should have a podcast because it's had such a huge impact on my own business. I am a fanboy. Of that, there is no doubt. Now, of course, this sounds great in theory, but in reality, there is the whole problem of setup, distribution, getting the tech right, knowing what the right podcast strategy is, who you get on the show. I mean, the list goes on. You see, I love talking. (laughs) I know it sounds, you know, like, really? Uh, But I do. I love to talk. Uh, But I don't really enjoy all the other stuff, if I'm honest with you. So Orion Media takes that all off my plate. I get to do what I'm good at, and they brilliantly take care of the rest. So if you're wondering if podcasting is a good marketing strategy for your business, do connect with them at orionmedia.com. That's A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. Uh, There's a lot more information there. We will, of course, link to them on our podcast website as well. And there'll also be a link to Orion Media in the show notes, which no doubt you have now signed up to by email because, you know, why would you not? Okay, let's crack on. Now, let me tell you about this week's amazing guest. Erin has spent over 20 years working in healthcare, spending her first few years working as a registered nurse traveling across New Zealand and Australia. The itch to make a greater impact for people's experiences in healthcare led her down the path of working in leadership roles from her mid-twenties, which was humbling, challenging, and of course, rewarding, as we all know. Now, in recent years, after a few surprising life events, sorry, I don't mean to laugh, I know what she's talking about, uh, Erin has been on a journey to really understand who she is, and this has enabled her to further expand her skills and lean into her superpowers for how she best leads and supports teams and individuals 
in their workplaces. Erin thrives on supporting organizations, individuals, and teams through change and creating opportunities where others may see obstacles. Having years of experience leading and working across multiple organizations in healthcare, Erin has had to navigate many glass walls <laughs> which I think is the understatement of the year, uh, to continue her pursuit of achieving impactful results that focus on the cure and not the band-aid. Erin is also, if that's not enough, uh, a wife, a mum to a very special little boy and also a stepmom. Uh, she loves coffee, uh, pilates, and is hugely passionate about all things sunscreen. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your is that sunscreen or coffee you're flashing across the screen it's there? Coffee. It's coffee. <laughs> it is it's, the thing. It is the thing. It is. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. I like, I like the word automatically. Automatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great word. I wish I could claim uh, that I invented that word, but I think I read it somewhere uh, on somebody's website. I thought, well, that's a, that's a very clever word. Yeah, yeah. So it would be nice if you could just kind of say that, you know, I don't know, board meeting, it just, just automatically. That's how we're going to do it. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should call my next company, uh, automatically. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure, actually, I don't oh, know. Well, yeah, I'm sure somebody's registered automatically. automatically.com. Uh, so I, I'll check it out later, see if it's still there. You're going to have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and if it isn't, I'll register it and then just put a photo of me on there smiling. <laughs> I used to do this thing. It's not there anymore. I do, I do want to point this out. But I used to have this, uh, this uh, long-going debate with a very, very good friend of mine uh, called Dave. And Dave and I would, whenever we'd see each other, would argue <laughs> who was God's favourite, right? And I would say to Dave, no, I'm God's favourite. And he'd go, no, no, I'm God's favourite. And it was just this long-running joke. And then if anything good happened in life, I'd just say, say, I was because I'm God's favourite and not you. And it was just one of those things that just went on for years. And it got it got a bit ridiculous at one point. Um, I went and bought the domain name godsfavourite.com. <laughs> And I, I put a, I just put a simple website on that domain, and all it, all it, it didn't have any words. It just had one picture of me. So when oh, you went to godsfavorite.com, there was this photo of me. It's not there anymore. I do want to point that out. And so one day I was having a conversation with Dave, and I said to him, I said, Dave, honestly, I think you should Google it. Who is God's favorite? And so he Googled it, and of course, God's favorite comes up as the top ranking. And I said, well, well let's click on the website and see what happens. And then all he saw was this picture of me on the website. <laughs> I was like, I win because, you know, Google says I am God's favorite. So uh, I don't know why I went off on that rabbit. Oh, automatically.com. Yeah, that's what Automatically.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now uh, it's evening for me. It's morning for you. If you're watching this on video, there's very much a dark vibe and a light vibe going on on the yes. two sides of the screen. So yes, you're in New Zealand. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in New Zealand, yes. right? Yes. Have you, are yeah. you born and bred Kiwi? Born and bred Kiwi. Yes, I um, yes grew up in a beautiful part of New Zealand, mm -hmm. so Bay of Plenty, small coastal town where the beach was my backyard. So very very lucky. Oh wow, wow. Okay, yeah, jealous already. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yes. So <laughs> did a bit of travelling, um, but yeah, have always come come back to NZ. Now living in uh, Auckland, which is very very well the largest city, but it's pretty small to the rest of the world. It's 
So, uh, you know, mining our population is, is not huge in NZ, but yeah, so living up in Auckland um, yeah. at the moment where we work and play. Yeah, yeah, no, fantastic, fantastic. And so when you grew up in New Zealand where the beach was your back garden, yeah. what was that like? I mean, was it, was it as idyllic as it sounds? You know, I think it, it was. It really was. You know, I think it's. I think things have changed a lot now, though. Um, mm. it, you go home and it's not not quite the same of the backyard, and you know, there's all these things called health and safety that <laughs> schools and <laughs> the things that you used to be able to do and go and you know crawl into drain pipes and things you could, even the tramps, isn't it these days? You know, it's mm. um, all of those things, but. You know, I think it. I think it created a really good grounding um, in terms of yeah you know, the the people that I was around. It wasn't you know, or everyone has their own little obstacles and as they navigate the world growing up, as we we all do. But um, I went to a I went to school in another part of New Zealand, um, mm. and so experienced boarding school. Oh wow! So yeah, so that was a very interesting journey. But it you know they all um, create layers of I think different types of resilience and mm. um, yeah, I think shape you to, to sort of then how you present yourself in the world as you grow up. So you, you grow up in, in this beautiful place in New Zealand and you, yeah. you go through the different schools and, you, and, and, and quite rightly you have said things are very different now and they are and we all look back to our childhood, childhood yeah. and go, Man, we we wouldn't get away with half the things that we did when we were kids. Now no. you just wouldn't, right? And so I know, as a parent, uh, to when my kids my kids are a little bit older than, than your your youngster, uh, <laughs> a lot older than your youngster, and <laughs> and I remember. I remember sort of looking at them as they were growing up thinking, oh, when I was a kid, I'd do this. And I'm kind of a little bit disappointed they can't do that anymore. So is there something from yeah. your childhood that you kind of you kind of re regret that maybe your uh, young boy can't do? I think it's the, I think kids grow up now with less feelings of freedom. Mm. And when I mean freedom, I mean that that real child like innocence that you you know you can kind of you go and walk down the street and no one's kind of worried about it sounds really terrible i had parents that cared but you know you would yeah you would as a child i remember there was these fences that you know we all went along the the, the neighbors kind of properties because we lived right next to the beach literally mm -hmm. um and so there were these fences that just went for you know multiple houses down so you'd walk on these fences wooden nails poking out of half of them but you'd spend your afternoon you know wandering um, yeah. and playing and and I think that isn't quite so easy unless you're living in quite a you know small bespoke mm. community or very rurally um, would you let your four or five year old do that and so yeah. I think that feeling of you know I, I'm really mindful around um, trying to create an environment where it's not kind of fear-based because you know otherwise that then has a i think a huge impact of then how people sort of grow up mm. and, and lead lead in their adult life so yeah that that just that pure innocence you know yeah 
Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And, and you're totally right. I mean, I the same way. I would, I would roam the fields for hours. You know, you'd go in the you'd leave yeah. the house in the morning and come back for food at lunch, and then clear off again until dinner time. Yeah. We didn't have mobile phones. You know, it was no. just. We got back when we got back, as, as long as it was sort of roughly the right time. I don't think I even had a watch at that point. Do you know what I mean? It was just whenever yeah. we thought the sun was in a certain place in the sky. Uh, and it yeah. was, and we would just get lost in the fields. You know, we had a lot of fields around where I grew up, farmer's fields, woods and stuff like that. And it was just, it was wonderful. But you, you're right. Yeah. You, I, that was one of and the I things that our kids didn't have. No, and I don't know whether, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think there's some obviously very extremely creative young people coming through. Mm. But I don't know, sort of, you, you know, you touched on the technology part and that's something I'm going to have to navigate. I've navigated it with two stepdaughters, but it's already changing, you know. Mm. And so it's how you kind of navigate that line of wanting to sort of create an environment where that's not the bend and end all, but also then making sure they've got the skill set. That yeah. they're going to need actually in the adult world where you know in the digital age where you you really do yeah you need to know how to do stuff um otherwise yeah. you're found like yeah, googling away so it's all all of those sort of complexities i think that we didn't have but um i read something actually i was watching something the other day and there was a, i think there was a parent that was asking about that you know I don't know who it was anyway. It's obviously someone in technology. Mm. Um, and she said, how do I protect my, my teenage daughter, I think it was, from the, you know, what's going on in social media mm. kind of world. And they were like, well, you can do it. You know, you can have all these, you know, protective mechanisms and you can be, you know, near them when they're on the phone all the time and all these things. But actually that's really not going to, that's the band-aid, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. It's, that's not going to do much. But um, all you need to create and instill, you know, the confidence and the self-belief mm. and within your daughter, and that's what's going to help see them yeah. through. So, which I thought, yeah, it's quite telling, which we all need to do more of. And yeah. that I would say I'm a great believer that there's a lot more in that space that we need to, um, we need to be looking at. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I have a daughter. She's uh, coming up to 16. And I'm aware that on social media, she sees, and between, you know, between social media and TV and all that sort of stuff, she sees what one, I think it's two to 3,000 images a day of yeah. what people think women should be and do and act yeah. and behave. And um, it, I can't stop that. I mean, I, I suppose I could. No. I could not have the internet in the house. She'll find a way because that's what kids exactly. do. And 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 you're right. It's not it's not stopping that. It's my mum didn't come with me down the fields when I was a kid. Do you know what I mean? She just taught me how to how to handle yeah. whatever I was going to come across. And I think I think you're right. I think there's like how do you teach your your daughter to be resilient with social media, for example? I think is probably one of the topics of the day. And even your son, you know, I, I I don't think it's peculiar to to girls at all. I think it's um, no, hundred percent not. It's both. There's both sides of the table now, isn't it? And so you've got to um, you've got to build that resilience in them. Uh, and, Definitely. And, yeah. yeah. And what's and, and what's real and what's not, and all those sort of things. And I think there's some really good. You know, I think that's starting to get exposed a lot more now, um, mm. particularly around filtering and all the you know effects that happens. But I think even just you know, that that repeated exposure to 
you know, this is somebody's snapshot and it's usually the highlights. Um, mm. And so, you know, how do you support them in that way that, you know, that this is the reality of, you know, real life and that's ups and downs and, and all the you know, things in between. And also just connecting on a different level. So, yeah. you know, digital is great, but actually how, you know, do you engage face to face or how do you engage and have a real conversation with people or, you know, go into the shop and all those things. They sound really old, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, how old am I right now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But it's an interesting one, isn't it? And actually, I mean, you're in the healthcare sector, right? And actually, this is becoming a healthcare issue uh, amongst teens. Yeah, is it is. The, the mental illness that comes out of this social media nightmare, in some respects, that we're, we're in the yeah. midst of. Yeah, and also as well, just I guess what how people want to engage in healthcare now and what that mm-hmm. looks like, and that's changed. I mean, over particularly over the last couple of years, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's had to change um, rapidly, and I think posit- that's that's been a positive thing. But you know, we have to now navigate what that looks like in terms yeah. of making sure people have the right access and. Um, you know, how do they want to engage and what does that look like? And that's not necessarily always, you know, in a clinic and in person. And so I think there's some really positive things that are coming out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, you've got to master all that and it's all the fun stuff. That's all. And this is what we get excited about, isn't it? <laughs> uh, this is all the, all, all the interesting stuff. So, so the well, show's called Push. The, the water. Say again. It creates the what if, and I think that's that's always the. It can create fear in a lot of people, but I think mm. if you've got a mind of thinking, yeah, but I'm quite a wide person, and so um, which most people that know me well will understand that, and I'm that. But that's kind of how I've led always. You know, I'm very curious, and so although it can be uber frustrating at times but so i always tell my team like i'm a white person and it's not because i just i'm being nosy or i don't mm. trust you um but you know i think as you continue down that Y path you start to really that's where the good stuff you know that you can mm. actually really influence lays and quite often we focus on the band-aid mm. the easy stuff or it's not with us we'll just layer this on but you just end up with piles of mm. stuff. Um, don't know where, where we started that, but I'm asked <laughs> why. <laughs> no, no, so you're. It's interesting. So I, it's interesting. You've called yourself a, a why person, as in you know you ask why a lot, almost like a kid does. Just why, 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 why. So yeah. when did you? I'm, I'm always intrigued when I, I speak to people and they have these sort of statements which says, I'm a why person. Um, is that something that you've always known? Was there a point where you kind of went, no, this is kind of how I'm wired? Was there sort of this point of revelation, the Damascus Road experience, if you like? I, um, it's really interesting because, you know, obviously the last couple of years I have really started to understand the importance. I think particularly, no, actually it's for everyone. And I think, I was thinking about it the other night, we need to do way more in this space. And I think it, there's a lot of opportunity, but really starting to understand how you show up and mm-hmm. where your strengths are, where they might come from as well. And and I think also, you know, being able to lean into that, but also knowing your blind spots and being mm-hmm. really super aware of the internal stuff of, of why that might show up as well. 
Um, so, no, I was kind of always that kid at school, you know, heaven on the reports. And I was, used to drive the teachers mad because we're like, she just, <laughs> she's sort of like, but why does two plus two equal? I was talking to my best friend the other day who we've been years, friends for years and she was like, you're always, you know, that kid mm. that, like, but why does two plus two equal four? I don't know. <laughs> I need to know. Um, and so I I think, and but I, I think then it kind of dampened down for a while and mm-hmm. I think for a lot of reasons but really starting to come back actually it's a real strength um because it does enable you to yeah start to really try and find and create solutions and opportunities that i always attempting to get to that sort of that cure Mm -hmm. of the band-aid yeah so why Um, why do you think it's why do you think it's important that we learn how we show up to use your your terminology what what led you yeah. to over the last few years to 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 realize that this was an important? And I, I agree with you, by the way. I'm not being uh, disagreeing. Yeah, no. I'm just really curious what's led you to that that conclusion. What happened? Yeah. So I think you know I think when you're you're young and you're you're ambitious. I'm still young, but um, you know it, maybe that sense of naivety and you know you've got a goal and that's where you want to head. And so I had quickly kind of discovered actually. I can really, you know, I can control what, how I show up to work every day as a nurse. And I love this and I love my patients and I love the team, but I, you know, there's an itch and I want to do more and I'm, I'm interested in how do I create, you know, a better experience um, for a wider network of people that I, you know, that I work with. And so within that, you know, that took me down a quickly into sort of quite senior leadership positions in healthcare. And I, I landed myself in an organisation where I think that was it was it was an interesting experience because it was at that point I kind of um, was exposed to maybe the way different organisations operate and they're mm. certainly not the same. And you know I think that's where you have to really start to know and go how is this starting how is this reacting to my values. And how I show up and my integrity, and it was really starting to push on that um, to the point where it's like I don't know, I don't know if I want to. If this is what it is, is, is this what leadership is? Um, mm. I, I don't know if I want to be part of it. And and it was a really interesting sort of crossroads because I, you know, we we talk about the busyness, and I think it's an area that we don't talk a lot about though in terms of these kind of internal pulls that some of us, you know, we've all, no, it's not all as like social media. <laughs> it's not always the highs, yeah. but we don't talk a lot about the lows. And I think mm. um, that can be really tricky when you've got younger leaders trying to navigate um, their way forward yeah. because they may not have necessarily seen the more tricky and complex parts. So, yeah, I kind of was at this crossroads and I went, you know, I, I could maybe just kind of leave. I could have been a florist. I don't know. Um, or, you know, what do I want to do? But I don't know if this is it. This is not how I want to lead. This isn't mm. This isn't me. Um, and so, yeah, I removed myself from that situation. And that was really, really challenging because that went against, um, you know, it's like this was what was expected and that was the role. And, um, and so I quickly kind of went, oh, maybe not, maybe not. Mm. But you had to then really be um, 
take a really good step inwards to be able to reflect and go, what's just happened in the situation and how do I now learn and move forward with it um, mm. in a way better space? And so I can, you know, how do I better show up in the world? So I think that was sort of the catalyst of really starting to explore um, you know, how different leadership styles and different organisations and culture. Um, and it's something that gets bandied around, you know, culture yeah. and employee experience. But there's, I think there's an ownership of how we we show up, you know, and if you're in a, in a leadership position in, in any organisation. And often we will all, all of us have, we have, self-limiting beliefs of maybe something, you know, I don't know, could be I'm not good, I don't feel good enough or, mm -hmm. but if, how, if you're not aware of it, that self-awareness, then that projects into how you might then support and lead your team. Yeah. And then on the other end of that, you've got team members who quite often, particularly in, I think, industries like healthcare where, and lawyers, you know, they're employed into a role, but actually there's a human behind it. And although we need them to do the job, they've all got different strengths and yeah. they've all got different ways of operating. And so quite often that, you know, problem child or the one who, you know, is, isn't quite, you know, fitting the mold, it's like, how, how do we support them and how do we understand how we can best lead into their strengths or the way that they just see the world? And it's all so different. <laughs> And so <laughs> the more we, I think we just have such, it's, it's just such an interesting area um, that we can we can do a lot more in. And I think that's going to produce a lot better outcomes for businesses, for people. Yeah. Uh, it changes the conversation, right? Changes so what sort of things, what sort of things did you do um, or do you do with either the teams you did or with yourself to get that sort of self-awareness? Because um, my experience is, everyone talks about self-awareness and people think they know a little bit about themselves. Um, but actually, yeah, do you really? Uh, and so it's, uh, you, you take the sort of the quizzes and the tests and the, you know, and they come back, you know, the Myers-Briggs or whatever. And people all, yeah. are always surprised by the results. Really? Am I really like, you're like, yes, you are really. Like. So I'm kind of curious, Aaron, what sort of things have you done yeah. yourself to sort of draw that out? So you understand it clearly for yourself? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because I think when I, I've done a few, I think like one of mine, I think it was HBDI or something. But um, for me, it was it was actually really rewarding. And mm. because I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, that's, that's why I struggle in this space. Like, that's why, because I've got like none of it, you know, mm. like I way prefer to play in kind of this area of my strength. And as I started to sort of delve into different areas and you can take what you kind of want from, from them as well. And I think it's not saying this is who you are and mm. it can change in a, you know, over time. But I think it, if you look at it with an open mind, you go, okay, what, how does this affect me and how does this impact me and where are my strengths and what do I enjoy? If you're leading, you know, or turning up to work or you're trying to lead your team or, without sort of being aware of that, I think that's where you, I always say if you're not in alignment, then that's where that real tension mm. can sit mm. internally. It just doesn't mm. feel like you're in flow. Um, and so with, our, like we had one, we had, I had a team and we had gone through it. Um, 
and we'd, we'd gone through one of them and so we talked about it but as a leader I we kept talking about it it wasn't yeah. the thing that you did once in a nice good session and everyone talked about it and then that was it and you mm -hmm. never it was like how then do we navigate challenges projects team meetings you know how do we show up and support each other and I would quite often you know go in and say I'm really struggling with this mm -hmm. because I'm not in this space but you've got a massive can you please help me and so it's starting to have those conversations on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think the more that we can do that, then the more people also feel safe in order to to sort of show up that way as well. So what were some of the surprising things then that you discovered about yourself in all of this? <laughs> uh, so, uh, look, you know, it was interesting actually. There was some, my, intu my intuition is very strong and um and i've always kind of thought that but you know i think it kind of showed that i really really like to play in that why space and that's mm -hmm. where it started to sort of connect it was like my intuition i like the why um but also there's not a lot there wasn't a lot of green like the the sit down this is why I, my inbox looks terrible. <laughs> I'm the person that no matter how I start, it always ends up just being a bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the way that it works for me. And actually trying to have it beautiful with all the different tabs is um, it's just never going to work, right? Yeah. It, it's just not quite where I am. And I had, um, I had somebody else that I was actually supporting at the time who was in my team and um, the person who came in to facilitate it said, now, she's the opposite. So when you go back and you look at her desk, you know, you're going to have all the files. And, and it was, I, wa I walked back in, it was a shared office, and it was just chalk and cheese. So here was my office <laughs> and my desk with papers everywhere, my inbox a mess, but very managed. And hers was just the complete opposite, everything colour-coordinated and mm. wild. So my responsibility was how do I best support her, mm. you know, this, you know, and, and we talked about it. And I think there's so many great things that come from conversation. That's a very so true statement. So many great things <laughs> that come from conversation with an awareness, mm. an awareness as, as well and, and owning it um, and saying, hey, I'm not always going to get it right, but then let's start to have this dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, and how can I best support you, particularly if there's areas that maybe aren't my strength and you might need support on. Mm -hmm. mm. Very good. Very good. So, I mean, it's, it's great, I think, when you say again. I'm passionate about. It's an area I'm very passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought, I think, what would organisations look like, and what would if we if we delved into it a bit more? Um, I, yeah, I think it's very rewarding because I think it can really change. Even you know, you might have people. I've worked, you know, obviously in healthcare, a lot of doctors, um, and you know, some of them quite challenging. But often, when you if you have a self, if you have an awareness yourself as a leader. Mm -hmm. I think you can start to look at it and go, actually, some of this is, this. they're projecting stuff here that is actually a real internal struggle for them. Mm -hmm. So how do we best support them? Otherwise, yeah. this is just going to end really badly for them and actually for the organisation. Mm. Um, 
so I, I just, yeah, it's a, it's a really, really rewarding aspect, I think. Mm. No, it's, it's very true. I think know thyself, isn't it? It's very, it's, it's a very easy thing to say. It's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, to to really know yourself and to understand why you are the way you are and how you react and respond, you know, and and, and what yeah. and what you should uh, leave alone as a strength and what you should actually work on and change because there are things, believe it or not, I think people should probably change, uh, you know, and, it, and it's understand it's understanding, I suppose, where the the boundaries and borders lie with all of those yeah. things, because and the goalposts and- are always moving, aren't they? So. Yeah, and I think also, you know, like I, I was actually coaching someone, a nurse the other day, and um, and so we're, we're going through it because she just kind of wanted to work out where, what, what does her path look like, what are the options, anyway, so we, we were doing a session and it was really interesting because we started having a conversation around, you know, it was like, where's this coming from, like, where's the, like, you've decided now this is, you know, you want to make mm. a plan to move forward, whereas... But what's the pull? Um, and so we worked through that, and I, you know, we we started to unravel, I guess, that the the actions that she was about to take were coming from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. So it was, I, I'm worried about this. So in order to try and avoid this, I'm going to do this action. You know, I'm going to go and be, you know, I'm going to go and study this master's yeah. where it was actually, we were like, you know, so we worked through, it was like, you know, lean into what you want to move towards mm-hmm. um, versus trying to avoid. And I think even in companies, we do this a lot. We don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So we'll quickly do, you know, this action to try and avoid it. But actually what it, we serve us, I think our company and our team a lot better if we can lead with what are the things we're wanting to move forward to positively? Like, this is what we're wanting to achieve, not yeah. we're going to do this because we're trying to avoid. Um, and it quickly changed the dialogue for her. So now she's going away and being busy doing um, <laughs> her homework in a way different area than where she started from. But, um, but you know, it, it gave that permission, I think, to be, you mm. know, for her to, to inquire a little bit more about herself as well. And, yeah, where do her strengths lie? That's a really powerful point, you know, what's driving it. And for that lady, it was fear. Uh, And especially at the moment with, you know, the great winter of discontent, as they're calling it, aren't they? It's it's, um, crazy times in which we live. uh, Worldwide recession, illegal wars. I mean, you could list a whole bunch of things that should not be happening right now. And I I think that's causing people to make decisions uh, based on fear. Uh, So how did you... How did how do you how did you help that nurse understand that that's where that decision was coming from, and therefore maybe reframing it and looking at life through a different lens? Um, so you know, I I think, and no, I know this. It, it's a journey, right? It's a, so this started after you know a couple of life events along the way, one being, you know, their organisation of mm-hmm. why am I, why have I felt so torturous, you know, <laughs> in this company where, where I should have, you feeling. know, been no. thriving. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, what, why, you know, mm. um, it, and so you quickly, if you, you, you can start to, that can really dampen your confidence, what's wrong with me, um, mm-hmm. what, you know. And so 
I think that took a you know a lot of reflection and and starting to really look inwards around and so self development. Um, mm. So I've done a lot of reading and uh, you know I had a coach and um, I had more than one coach and you know and starting to really navigate. I want to be you know if I want to thrive, you know how do I then start creating actions that are going to mm. build to that and then how can I use those to to move forward and and support others and mm. and lead others. So. I think that coupled with when you maybe have, you know, I then had the, my son. Mm. Um, and so that created a, a kind of a different reality. And mm. and so you you start to reflect on that and say, how, how do I now move forward again? I'm a different person. Mm. Um, it's, you know, pre, pre-Harry <laughs> and post-Harry. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so... I think through that and really starting to, as I said, um, understand the superpowers and leaning into it and going, okay, well, th- this is how I best show up. Like, mm. this is how I can support and and utilize my skills and experience. Um, and I think the more that you look can look inwards, mm-hmm. the more then you, you really, you can start to... Um, project how you want to, you know, show up in the world, but it's got mm. to start internally. Mm. And firstly, there's got to be a desire. It's yeah. got to be a desire. To be, it's like being hungry and being curious. And we can, you, I guess you can go through life, but it's not that fun, right? Of either one feeling really just not in flow. Mm. And I know that sounds very, like, you know, whimsy, but if you don't feel in flow, it's just things feel hard. Mm-hmm. Um, or you take things on. Like I, I was asked to do a piece of work a few weeks ago and I was like, I just, I, mm, you know, <laughs> I could, but I don't know if that's, you know. So we actually talked about, I was like, this is, this is what I can, you mm-hmm. know, this is how I can best support this piece of work, but I would need a team, um, you know, around that has these types of different, you know, attributes mm-hmm. that I, I don't, and that's totally okay. So I think um, the more we can see that it's not singular um, mm. as well, takes a team. And, and in order to build that team effectively, you've kind of got to know what are the blocks that you need yeah. within that team. So it comes yeah. back to... <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. So you're, it's, you're, and you're right, you know, no and man is an island. Well, yeah, that's true. You do. You go get the experts. You go get the. Hey, what was it? Andrew Carnegie said his epitaph. He wanted to read. Here lies a man that knew how to employ people better than him, or something like that. And it was yeah. it's that kind of mentality which says actually, uh, and actually one of the things as human beings is we we know, I think intuitively what we're rubbish at. As, as, you know, self esteem is probably at an all time low in a lot of ways. Uh, and so yes, I I'm, I'm rubbish at this. It's very hard, I think, for people um, to say, actually, this is what I am really good at. These are my superpowers. Okay, especially, and I, I, I think, I do think this is a, a, a sex thing as well. I think it's harder for women, especially because they've been downtrodden for so long. You know, there's that whole. And, and so I think the fact that you can sit here and you can say, these are my superpowers with a smile on your face and a, and a confidence in your step is actually quite remarkable because I don't think many people can. Yeah, it's, 
it's a work in progress. And what's that whole saying? You fake it till you make it. No, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it's you know it's interesting because you know this. I had another client, and that was that was the first thing. Like I was coaching her, and she said, um, she was like, "Oh no, but I don't have the, I don't have the confidence. Like I, I couldn't do that." Mm. I, was, I was like, you know. You're, that whole thing around women, I said to her, you know, women versus men, they've always they've talked about with job descriptions, you know, or adverts. But yeah. were, a female will go, oh, yeah, I can do that. Oh, no, I can't do that. I won't apply. Won't apply mm. for the role. Mm. Whereas a male is more inclined to go, no, oh, no, maybe I could do that. Yeah, of course I'll apply. <laughs> and so I, I do think it's... Um, it, it's it's not an easy thing, but I think mm. the more, if I think, well, how, how do I best add value? And I want to mm. add value in how I can contribute to the world. It's not, so it's not about me, you know, mm. it's, for me, it's always, my why is greater. It's about, mm. you know, supporting and helping others. But, um, so I think, I think you just, the more that you can sort of start to understand that, then you know how you can best contribute. And I think the other thing as well is the interesting, we talk a lot around what are our strengths in terms of our, our technical ability. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's all the other stuff as well that I think really is where the magic happens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, um, and, and it's easy, it's easy, I think, or easier to say uh, where, where your competence lies. In other words, you can, it's easier to say, yeah. I am really good at, using a word processor, I'm really good with Google Sheets, or I'm really good at, you know, teaching kids uh, that are age five or six. Yeah. And that's a, that's a skill, that's a competency. Whereas it's, it's a little bit more difficult with the softer stuff to say, I'm really good at being empathetic, or I'm really yeah. good at, 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 um, at uh, you know, intuition or, or whatever it is, those, those softer things, which are actually much harder because they were never graded at school. They were never actually celebrated at school, right? So no. uh, it becomes much harder to to understand where your strengths in those softer skills lies. I mean, yeah. I'm, this is what I'm picking up from you, Aaron. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I it is. And I think that's where you, you know, that if you do the work, and I think organisations as well, and that's what I'm saying, it's, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, I was like, yeah, it's, you know, we've got 50 nurses, we had 50 nurses in this team. And I was like, I'm, yes, their technical ability is, is this, you know, and we need them to do this. But actually, you know, a lot of them are struggling um, mm. for different reasons and at different times. And I think if we, we often, in, in organisations as well, we, we focus on the leadership team or the management team, but actually, how else can we contribute to this to the to the frontline workforce? And mm. I think enabling them to also know it give, also puts the accountability as well back on them. Yeah. It's like we're, this is a two way conversation now um, around supporting you, and then also then you know where are your blind spots so we can I, the shift from a culture perspective. And I just think actually quality of life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, which doesn't start and end from the nine to five. And so I think it creates a really different dialogue um, mm. within, with, with, with people. Yeah. Which is where yeah. it all stems down to me, right? Yeah, totally. And uh, dialogue. Apparently, it's what you said earlier, right? Conversations are important. Uh, just actually having the conversation this is very important. Yes, it is. Uh, and a yeah. lot of people don't have them, uh, especially in the, in the culture in which we live at the moment. 
It's like, no, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna just, I don't wanna talk to someone who has things differently to me. I just wanna ignore them or shout louder than them or cancel them. Uh, and it's, yeah. a, it's a really sad state of affairs, I think. So Aaron, listen, mm. you're working in healthcare. You are a, a mum to a fairly new child. You've, mm. uh, you've gone on this, this sort of journey of uh, enlightenment for want of a better expression without getting too Zen. Uh, but it's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, um, it, 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 there's obviously a lot that's going on inside your head. You're working hard. You're balancing all these duties, step mum, mum, wife, business coach, leader, Aaron, me as a person, you throw them all in the mix. How do you, how do you fill your tank? What, um, what do you do to, to do that or recharge your batteries is, you know, another way of asking the same question, yeah. isn't it? Uh, well, I'm, Pilates is my happy place. So I think exercise, you know. Pilates and coffee. Pilates. Uh, Pilates and coffee. I haven't quite worked out how you can drink a coffee line now and go flat it. There's got to be a way. There's an entrepreneur out there that can figure that one out. I think they're on to something. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's really important to create, you know, and I self-care has not been high on the list. And mm. I, absolutely, you know, previously, and I can see that it, it the impact that it can have on mm -hmm. just how you show up, right? So yeah. I, I think it's really super important of understanding, you know, yeah, how do you recharge? And yeah, for me, definitely Pilates. It gives me like, I'm, and I, I don't think it's the Pilates, it's the fact that I'm booking a time, that thing is for me, and mm -hmm. like you're switching off, you're away from technology and, mm -hmm. um, you know, moving your body, which they know, you know is good, good for us. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely one thing. Um, getting out in nature, mm -hmm. like as we just talked about, I think you know we're spending a lot of time on screens and technology. So how do we, um, you know, have, so for me it's getting out in nature as yeah. well. And and I and I'm not a great switcher offer at night. So I've started to I downloaded an app <laughs> to try and kind of switch the brain off. Mm -hmm. So back to technology, isn't that three sixty? Um, to just to listen to different things, podcasts, and and actually for me that's really relaxing. And it's mm -hmm. just um, it's good for the brain, good for the soul, um, and and meditation, which all okay. also sounds really zen, but it's not. It's um, like I don't know. There's something about trying to still the mind, which I'm yeah. not great at. Everyone talks about the monkey mind, of lots of things, but work in progress. There's a great phrase um, which is used uh, in the vegan community an awful lot, which says, pro uh, "Focus on progress, not perfection." Yeah, uh, and that's what that's what you're talking about, isn't it? The sort of the work in progress. It's like, and this is where I'm at right now. You know, this is the sort of point in life. So, and I think also just trying to be more in the moment mm. as well. Like, it's so easy to get you know worried. Hundred percent. We're all worried about different things for different mm. reasons um, for the future. Definitely. But, um, you know, and I think having a small person um, keeps you kind of grounded. And so it's, you know, how do you, it's seeing the world through their eyes is just fascinating. And I think you can learn mm. a lot from just getting down to their level and exploring. Yeah. Um, and being in the moment. 
Yeah, that's very true. And bringing it back to technology, I think technology has a habit of robbing you from being in the moment. So you'll see a couple in the restaurant having a meal, both of them are on their phones, you know, Instagramming about the meal that they're eating. Or you'll be in front of a beautiful waterfall and you're so busy trying to find the perfect camera angle that you just forget just to stop and look yeah. and take it in, right? And so that that sort of doing life in the moment and being in the moment, I think is one of the great things that technology has sort of, robbed is probably the wrong phrase, but as we've allowed technology to take from us uh yeah. would be maybe a way that i would put it um yeah. so yeah I, I i like that i like that um where do you see where do you see the next few years going for you what do you want to grow in and develop into well i definitely said next year i just went to something the other day i was like next year is definitely the year of discovery um so there's you know, I definitely want to continue down the path of being able to, and what that looks like, I, and I think that's the exciting thing about life, is that you can build and create, and it doesn't quite yeah. work, you just do a bit of a 180. Um, however, you know, continuing, or actually starting to focus more into uh, working with peoples and teams and organisations, um, around sort of this area with mm. strengths and culture and, you know, interactions and, and all the really fun, fun stuff. Um, because I think that I just, yeah, there's just so many positive aspects of it. Mm. So wanting to do a lot more work in that space. Um, and that's really exciting. Yeah. So with that, you then, you know, grow your own skill set as well. And so definitely next year, um, have, you know, put myself on a few courses as well. And I'm always a fan of learning. And um, <laughs> so, and I, you know, I don't know after that, who knows? I think mm. it's, I think, yeah, there's, and there's a couple of other projects in the pipeline. Okay. Um, so, which, <laughs> no, that's which, good. Is, which is exciting too. But I, I think, um, yeah, probably over the next five years is starting to, yeah, how that looks, um, mm. I can't tell you that, but it will, yeah, it's definitely a venture I'm looking forward to. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because you're, as I'm asking you the question, your eyes are going up and, you know, to the corner and you're, think, you're seeing things <laughs> in your head and you're using phrases like it's an adventure. It's something that I'm looking forward to. It's exciting. And that's actually a bit at the same time you go, I don't know what it is. But that in itself is such a powerful blessing for want of a better expression. The actual the ability to conceive and think about a future with hope and with excitement and with with sort of like a passion and a momentum, if you like, I think is quite is quite lovely. So it's quite nice to hear you I don't need all the answers, but it's quite nice to hear you talk about it in in, in those sort of in with that framework, if you like. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think otherwise, you know, you can, I look, I, and, and I think that's where I've become more particular around some of the work that I've taken on in terms mm. of, you know, because I am sitting in a, in a consulting space. So that gives me flexibility to, um, you know, I'm, I'm working with multiple people and organisations. And so I think it's starting to be, you know, really particular around going, well, actually, if, if I take this on, then that doesn't create space for this. Mm. Um, and so, you know, how 
and and I'm you know really upfront with people now. If they do mm. ask for pieces of work, I just had a client, and so I put some of the strengths on like about me. Like this is what you you know mm. this is what you get, um, and so it creates that dialogue. But yeah. It's, it's a very, I'm, I'm also super aware that it's a privileged position to kind of be in. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, treating that with the, the TRC and the care that it should, because yeah. I know that there's, you know, for others, it's, it's not quite so easy. So, hmm. Well, what we'll do, Aaron, is we'll get you back onto the podcast in a few years' time and find out what's going on. Exactly. That's a really interesting great. conversation. <laughs> so it has now got to the time of the podcast, which I know you have been looking forward to. This is the uh, question box time. Dun, dun, dun. So if you are uh, listening to the podcast rather than watching it, I've just held up a box of uh, questions uh, to the screen. And this is where I take out the cards with the questions on. Uh, and I, I sort of ruffle through them. And at some point, Aaron will say to me, stop. Uh, and wherever we stop, that's going to be the question that comes next. I don't know what it'll be. I've not read through all of these questions. I've only read some of them. I do take out the inappropriate questions. Uh, uh, but we will go through the questions uh, and we will say stop. And that will be the next question. So, Aaron, over to you. Oh, stop. Oh, getting quite close to the end there. So, um... <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those, isn't it? So, are you ready for your question? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, let me show you the question as I read it out. Can incompatibility ever be a strength in a relationship? That's actually quite a good question for you, I think. It is. Mm, yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Why? It can be. The reason for that is because I think. Well, it, de it depends. <laughs> so I think there can be areas of incompatibility. So if it's completely just not working, then maybe no. But I think um, yes, because one, you need a bit of yin and yang. So if you think it's kind of ah, oh, I don't know, it's a it could be an interest or just the way that maybe somebody does something and it's different to you, then yeah. it, that, that, that creates a little bit of tension, but it can be also a positive thing of, um, it's boring otherwise, if, ever, if you're the same completely. But I think also it can, it can challenge, like challenge you in different ways and make, again, mm -hmm. how do you react and respond to that situation where it might not be incompatible. It's just actually, it's a different person. We're all unique. And so mm. they're, saying they're going to have their own stuff and that's the reason why they show up or that's something that interests them. So how can you respond to the situation differently? Mm -hmm. So I think it creates an opportunity to, um, to appreciate differences and not yeah. And it sounds very good, Aaron, what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think it's it's one of those things that is a lot easier said than done because uh, it's it's one of those <laughs> where actually to to understand where we're incompatible usually means we have a very strong difference of opinion, right, or a different strength of idea. So for me to still be okay with that, uh, despite my strong belief, otherwise can actually make me very, very insecure. 
Uh, and do you know what I mean? It, it becomes quite problematic, doesn't it? And so uh, I, I hear what you're saying, but on the other hand, I'm like, I wonder if this is the main reason which is cited for divorce, for example. We were just incompatible. Uh, and you're kind of like, uh. yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I think it depends what it is, right? And you, mm. and I think that's the difference between this is it's values based and like and knowing your values and just knowing that that's just not something that you mm. you know will leave astray. And so that's okay because that's holding your own boundaries and your own values. Mm. But I think um, there's lots of things that can be you know differences of opinion where it's not re it's not quite values based, but it mm -hmm. also could be how we just show up in the world as well and so knowing mm. our blind spots knowing their blind spots and is it is it really incompatible i guess mm. that's that's where i'd always challenge it back to but it totally depends on the context yeah no it does it's not it's not actually a very straightforward question to answer <laughs> but I, think really. I think it's a really interesting question to ponder because i i, I have been married coming up to 25 years now um and love being married my wife's amazing and she's had to put up with a lot living with me i'm not gonna lie she's she's an incredible lady um and you you come up and people say to you well you've been married 25 years you've run your own business you how, how do you do that and you're like well it's hard work isn't it you you have to you have to lay aside certain certain rights that you feel like you should probably have um and actually recognize that actually there are strengths and weaknesses you all bring to this relationship is that incompatibility? I don't know. It's just that sort of recognizing that actually we don't gel on everything and we're yeah. okay with that. And we sort of, we work, we work life around that. Um, it's, it's, but <laughs> I feel like we could go on and on about this question. All right. It's a very good question. We could. Uh, box of question box. <laughs> Yes, yeah, a very good question from the question box. Uh, it was a so very good question. You can go and ask it. <laughs> there are some more. There are some great questions in that box. Uh, some of which were just uh, plain inappropriate. But anyway, uh, we won't go there. So, uh, Aaron, let me ask you another question then. Um, as you know, this show is sponsored by Orion Media, which specialises in uh, helping folks set up and run their own. Uh, podcast. So imagine that you have your own podcast, Erin's uh, sort of chats kind of thing. Um, and you get to interview people on your show, past, present, future, people that have impacted your life. And I'm really curious, who's on your guest list and why? And there's that why question. Why? Yeah. Mm. Why? Mm. I... Mm. I would definitely, Simon Sinek would be one. Okay. Yeah, he actually would. Yep. It's not because of the circle of why. <laughs> the golden circle. <laughs> the of golden y. circle, yeah. I just think he's, I think he's had an interesting journey. I think, you know, he's, he's contributed a lot into the sort of, in, in leadership and, and he just, I really, I find he's just super interesting. Yeah. Really, yeah, really, really admire his work and um, mm -hmm. taken a lot from that, as well as Patrick Lencioni, actually. So I probably have him as well. Um, I would have, who, I could have a whole, can I have a list? Yeah, sure, you go for it. Uh, don't let me interrupt. <laughs> yeah. Who else? Uh, I, I would actually, if I could go back in time, like, you know, obviously not here anymore, but both my grandparents, actually. Okay. I just, 
I don't know. You know, there's always that thing, isn't it, of the things that you wish you'd kind of gone, been able to go back and chew the fat of their younger selves as well mm -hmm. um, and lessons learned. So we have both of them on. Um, and oh, there's plenty. Plenty. You. Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> I'll you, Matt. That's a given. <laughs> I'd expect nothing less, Aaron, to be, I'd probably be the first person I would have thought. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those, isn't it? And I, I think it's I a... love people from all walks. You know, I just think everybody has something to contribute. Everyone's got a story. And I genuinely Everyone's believe that you can, really um, you can, all, I think just about anybody on the planet would make a good guess for a podcast and you, as long as you know how to get that story out of them. Um, I, granted, I know there are exceptions to the rules. Please don't write in and tell me that I was wrong because they're an exception to, I, I know. But most times, um, most times there are interesting people who have interesting stories. Um, especially, I'm really, I love talking to people that think differently to me or have a different opinion to yeah. me. Um, and like you, I'm really curious as to why they think what they think. Um, not because I'm trying to prove them wrong necessarily, but I'm just trying to understand why did they get to where they got to? Because it helps me understand where I got to, where I got to. And I think the podcast is a, is a great way to do that. So when you set up uh, AaronChats.com uh, uh, automatically, <laughs> <laughs> then, um, then yeah, I'll definitely yeah. be a guest. Uh, uh, and I'll, 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 me and Simon uh, Sinek yes. will be on. Patrick Lencioni will be on, no problem. Fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. Erin, listen, it's been an absolute treat to chat with you. The time has gone by incredibly quickly, as it always yeah. does when we converse. Um, if people listening to the show want to reach out, want to connect with you, what is the best way to do that? That would be LinkedIn. So easy to reach out. Erin Meads on LinkedIn. You'll find me. I think I'm the only one in New Zealand. The only Erin Meads in New Zealand. The only Erin Meads in New Zealand. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we will, of course, also link to Erin in the show notes, which uh, you can get along for free, along with the transcript on our website, uh, pushtobemore.com. Or, of course, if you're signed up to the newsletter, then it will be winging its way to your inbox. Erin, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. You're an absolute legend. Uh, and it's great thank to hear me. about your journey. Oh, no, it's awesome. Thanks for being on. Thanks. Uh, and thanks for coming back again in a few years time. Tell us how the journey has gone. Hold me to that. <laughs> Give me accountability. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Positively, lately. So there you have it. Another fantastic conversation. Huge thanks again to Aaron for joining me today. And also a big shout out to today's show sponsor, Orient Media. If you are wondering if podcasting is a good marketing strategy for your business, which I probably think it is, but that's just my opinion, uh, do connect with them at orionmedia.com. That's A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. We will, of course, link to them uh, on the podcast website and in the show notes as well now be sure to follow push to be more wherever you get your podcast from because we have more great conversations lined up and i don't want you to miss any of them and in case no one has told you yet today you are awesome yes you are it's just a burden you have to bear Aaron has to bear it i have to bear it 
you've got to bear it as well. Uh, Push to Be More is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favorite podcast app. The team that makes this show possible is Sadaf Bain on Josh Catchpole, Estella Robin, and Tim Johnson. Our theme music was written by Josh Edmondson. And as I mentioned, if you would like to read the transcript or show notes, head over to the website pushtobemore.com, where you can, if you haven't done so already, uh, sign up for the weekly newsletter and get all of this good stuff automatically in your inbox. Oh yes, that's it from me. That's it from Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week. I will see you next time. Bye for now.